after the last pod ended, I figured out who that artist was, that poppy artist that you really like. Yeah, Clara. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of it at the time, but it was in there. I considered... Um, uh, I'm not going to do it, but I was considering... Um, Picking my song, a Clara song, just to, <laughs> just, just, just to be like, just to be like, Dylan, I'm not into the popping voice. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you know? love it. Um, I do want to tell you though, I was, um, I think it was last night. I was listening to the Rosemary Fairweather like singles I had never listened to really, mm-hmm. and I was like just going down the list of them. They're so good. Well, she she is so good. We'll listen later. Yeah. You know I, I'm just into. I just think she's brilliant. I I love her. I th- I just think, I think she's a great. Um, I still don't know that much about her, but um, if she mixes all her stuff by herself, I think she's an incredible mixer. I think she's like a really great producer. I think people should hire her. Quite frankly, if you're doing something similar to that, in in whatever way, yeah, I I think, I think she should. Yeah, I don't know if um, she makes money with that, but I think she should. And it's all DIY, huh? I don't know. You don't know? I'm going to assume it's DIY, mm. but who knows, you know? Mad respect, brother. Could Chandler's TV be any louder right now? As long as it doesn't get picked up, I know, it doesn't matter. I know, but it's so fucking loud right now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can probably feel it. I feel it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel it. I feel you're, it. On, you're on the floor. Yeah, I feel it. Leaned up against my bed yes. on a a little pillow thing yes with oh, armrests <laughs> i don't know what this is called i don't know either that's why i saw the pillow thing with armrests i know uh what do i normally call it i don't know what's your name i've never named him no like what's your name sir oh right yeah welcome to snared there you go uh, <laughs> i'm zed i'm dylan um so i guess i guess i picked the song I think you picked one of the two that you chose. Yeah, I was okay. I was thinking about it just now, and I was just like, one of them I have a more research for, the other one I have less research for, and I'm just in the mood with the one with less research. That all right, you know, <laughs> I feel you I on just, that one. I uh, the other that one was is like, like me last time. I know the other one I have like like you know paragraphs of information on. You know, not not to say that I wrote those paragraphs, just mean like <laughs> well, yeah, no, you did like, a Google search. I screenshotted some stuff yeah. that I you know. You know, some stuff I wanted to say, some stuff is backup if it comes up, you know. Right. Um, but I've just decided that, you know what, the song's a song, you know. And that's basically how I went into it last time. Or a snare is a snare. And then I looked up uh, a live show of theirs, recognized the drummer, confirmed it, mm-hmm. and bam. That's that's yeah. the research I had. Yeah, that's all you needed. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's all you needed. Um, but yeah, we can we can just go right into it. Um I'll, uh, yeah, I'll do, I guess I'll do my song. You're going first, sir. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, first last time. So we've been kind of doing the thing where, um, and, and I think, you know, this just happens naturally with the show where it's like, there's going to be some stuff where we just kind of like a song and, and we just like that song, but we know that the snare isn't that great or it's mid or, you know, whatever. Are you, or Um, the snare isn't even the the driving reason yeah. why you like the song or the driving yeah. force of the song. And though that's like that. the bit of the podcast, which is right. like writing snare sounds like there's sometimes where I'm just going like to show stuff. That's like, that's fine. You know, like yeah. I said, I'm pretty sure I said it in the first one, a shitty snare could sound great. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, we'll get moving here. Um, is this the song? Uh, that I may know. No. This, I, I don't know this song. No chance. No, you don't. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that it was coming through the Bluetooth. Okay. So this one is for definitely for the drum sound. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. That bass line. I know, dude. I was just about to say, bass is kick ass. We were talking about prog rock. 
know who this is? No. It's Rush. Yeah, Rush is one of those bands we were talking about and we were talking about prog rock and shit. It's just like one of those bands where it's like some songs I'm just deeply in love with and other ones I'm just kind of like whatever about. Yeah. This is like the opening track to this record. You know, I, I'm i kind of the same way with you on Rush. There are songs that I just love yeah. and then the rest I just really don't care about. Yeah. This might have been one of those songs that fell into the I don't care about. Yeah. And maybe you've just forgotten. Yeah. But Rush kicks ass. Yeah, so... I just I love the snare. Dude, so the beginning of this, when it was just drums, yeah. did that ride and snare combo? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's exactly why I chose it. I was just like Just the yeah, drum that, break in the that, beginning. Yeah, that opening. Yeah. Amazing. Fantastic. Um, and it and his drums what it, it it's not like the mix of the song you showed me where and I could be wrong on this, but there was something about like that drum break in your song where it sounded more like the room mics compared to like you know the mics that were like mounted on the toms or anything like that so like when it cuts to that section i think and i might be wrong it, it might be the exact same mics they just like the instruments cut out i might be wrong on that but it sounds I, like it's more of the room mic so i understand what you're saying yeah. for me it also sounds like for the drum break um on the last song we listened to uh by Fleshwater, it does sound like just in that section it gets louder yeah or, or sounds different yeah. much much clearer yeah, it, Much yeah. Instruments cut out, and I think like the mics are more of like, you know, just more gain on on the on the room ambience mics. You know, right. whatever overheads they have, or, or whatever. That you could know. just be placebo yeah. from no other instruments. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it, yeah, it could be that where it's it's coming in, and that's a thing, or it just could be the the same uh, mics, just the instruments are cutting out. But I think what I really like here is that to me. It's the exact same sound. The drums here, those are the same mics. Like, it just opened with him. Like, and I think. Oh, okay, now, okay, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So the story goes is, um, it was also, it also was, hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. But I, I gotta say, the bass, especially in the beginning. I know. Even throughout. Even I throughout. Know. But especially in the beginning. I know. Beginning. God damn. Getty's such a good player. Man. God damn. Yeah, he's he's really good. I mean, they're one of the greatest trios. And his voice, you know, I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes his voice doesn't really work for me either. Right. Um, but you yeah, look, Neil Peart. God. He writes the lyrics for the band, and and you know, like I said, you know, it's just one of the just one of those trios it's like the police it's just like a, I, a famous trio so i'm glad you chose a trio yeah you'll see why later. i always like trios trios are cool yeah you know um what were you gonna say before i cut you off yeah i was just gonna say that so you know they were in the 80s the getty lee was more on the synthesizer than the bass you know, or he it was just very synthesizer heady heavy excuse me uh, in the 80s for them. This is their 93 record. So if I recall, they did a record in 89. I forget which one that was. Um, I might be wrong on that. Just going off of memory. Right. Uh, but here comes 1993. And uh, and they do this record called... Uh, I think it's... Uh, Counterparts. And this is the remastered. I don't know what year this uh, was uh, remastered for. What, what other songs are on this record? Um, not any like hits or anything. It's uh, mm. this one's a this one's a hit. The second track is a hit, and the fourth track is a hit. Apparently on Apple Music, the little icon thing. Uh, but yeah, their '90s stuff is kind of um, cause Neil he swapped. Um, I mean, I think this was after this album, but his family died. You know, his wife died, and his um. And his uh, uh, daughter, I think, died. Right. And so he just, like, went on a road trip. And just he just, like, reset. And so he, like, started playing traditional grip. And, uh... Oh, just like another guy I know. Yeah, like <laughs> me. <laughs> and, uh... 
yeah and uh and i and i love that and also just uh um yeah he you know it's just like when a tragedy like that happens it's like well fuck you know it's devastating yeah and you know like like i said they did the synthesizer 80s kind of shit um right like electronic kind of sound and 90s they went harder and just more guitar and less reverb and just you know get some meat on its bones you know just a little bit more aggressive to because uh you know it's not like when you watch like 90s documentaries or like grunge bands or whatever it's not like they're bringing up like rush's 90s era you know yeah yeah that isn't really brought up and so i think that's and i i always i always think that that's a great point actually i have a question for you are you fixated on the music that was created around the year you were born hmm so for both you and i 96 Mm -hmm. um hmm and when you say that do you mean uh the time we were growing up or the exact year we were born like just that decade like um i i find people that are like really interested in like so if they were born in 96 they're like really interested in albums that were born in 96 okay um and then i find that you know because we were we were having a conversation about like music and how hip hop guys are the new rock stars. And that was like another thing I wanted to ask you about, which was that like, that's like a really dramatic, um, or maybe not dramatic in the sense that like as musicians, we know like, you know, like rock music comes from the blues and a lot of it comes from black culture and all that. But 100%, um, just that thing of like, you know, white, people version of rock music was in for so many years and then it just like changes to hip hop um do you think that's like what am i trying to ask i know there's a ton of white dudes doing it i just like for like normies like people that are just like music comes on they're like oh that's a cool song or whatever just aren't like heavy like musician people like uh like how does that i just i'm so I just don't know how to explain or yeah, how I don't to know think what you're about. Asking, yeah. I don't know how to. I, <laughs> I just I just think that that's like a really dramatic shift change in a huge amount of people in a very short amount of time, and yeah. I find it to be really interesting, and I've never understood it. Uh, so okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, um, I don't really know your question, but I you're know. you're yeah. you're 100 right. Yeah, it totally fucking flipped. Yeah. How long did like rock and roll have its time? Was it like how how long was it like the cool thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it was the most mainstream thing to listen to. I mean, it, shit, dude, it was like Oh, I, what it, I was trying to say last time, uh-huh. I remember this cuz I couldn't think of the damn word um on describing uh a, a large amount of these new rappers coming out who are just like clones and shit of people who actually did something new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so saturated. Right. That's what I was trying to say. Right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, yeah, like I said, the, last, new, the new stuff is just so saturated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, you know, like, yeah, like rock was the thing for, I mean, everything I hear in terms of drumming related, it's, it's always like, um, for like the oldest drummers I've heard from, they're always like the Beatles, um, live they saw them and they're like i want to play the drums and that's why like ludwig drums became a household name they were like a small family business and they were just getting like order after order people were calling just like i want i want the the beatles drum set wild i want the ringo drum set so that's how i did not know that and there's a story where so the son is ludwig the third and his father was like taking orders and um and his father goes to him he goes Oh, what's the Ringo drum set? You know, or I think he says that to his father and his father's like, I don't know, just put it down. So he's like, grab a pen and paper, just write this down. And so they were just getting order after order for Ludwig drums because they wanted the Ringo fucking drum set. And I mean, I guess that's where rock really, because everyone, every drummer, every older drummer or like musician I've heard from like talks about the just seeing the Beatles live on TV, you know, and just TV being such a, a, a huge technological uh, thing to just happen in that time period. Right. And 
just like that happening, just like, yeah, rock exploded, you know, that's forties, you know, like, um, or yeah, it's forties or like, I think it's later forties or maybe early fifties. How old is Beatles? I felt kind of bad for saying that. I think it was late forties. I, I can early check 50s. really quick. I couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah. I just, couldn't tell you the correct year. Yeah. But just <laughs> like, while you check that, I just like what I, I, you know, how this came about was just us talking about how, you know, no one talks about like the rush nineties era and so yeah what's up 60 to 70 1960 yeah, to 70. oh my god yeah i said <sighs> i was thinking like 1953 i don't know why but that that year was um in my head and i don't know why it was but uh yeah i want the ringo drum set yeah i want the ringo <laughs> Lud- yeah so drum they set. and because he said it had ludwig like on the front of it the, the front bass drum had had the ludwig logo everyone's right. like i want that drum set because they're mm-hmm. seeing a rock band for the first time they're like holy shit right and i would love to with tv it reached a whole new audience what what moment do you think that was for hip-hop oh was it straight out of compton um like what was so, that moment damn that's a great question yeah um you you did say a great answer that could be an answer for that but yeah what what because it was the what? 90s right correct yeah i mean when i mean the, when hip-hop was yeah it that took that takeover that you're talking about that point in time like there was definitely it stuff happened in the, in the 90s was, right yeah there was definitely stuff in the 80s um, but that didn't have the massive impact that the 90s shit had exactly a hundred percent so i i couldn't give you a year or or the record that made it so um is wu-tang clan before um straight out compton or after so are you talking about 36 chambers so which i th- so 36 chambers came out in 93 uh i'm like 99 sure on that uh let me check straight out of compton i i am not 100 on that but yeah i'm, I'm pretty 99 sure that 36 chambers came out in uh 93 let me check on this of course it brings up uh the movie yeah oh yeah the movie yeah that was a weird ending wasn't it dude he I just like, looks at the, I, he just like looks at the camera and goes straight out cover or whatever i don't i do not must say something i don't remember the um that much at all yeah. i don't even re- i don't remember even remember that I only, scene that you're talking I, about i only remember so, one scene or um, two scenes it, i remember the ending so the song came out in 88 okay so I'd say, uh, I don't know. That's such a tough question to answer. What album would it be? If it wasn't Straight Out Compton, what would it be? That may, that, hmm. Did I already already answer Maybe, yeah, maybe. The the other thing is, is um, that shift was really starting to take over, especially during that time. Just like hip hop's growth was just growing exponentially. And, um, dude, you might just be right. But I think what really changed things is the timing, especially the timing, because its growth was exploding. Yeah. And then um, East versus West is, uh, broke out. Yeah. You know? So uh, Pac released and then Biggie released. And it was a thing of who was on top. What was, East versus West. What was the East West thing even about? Was being, it, did it just being, come from the culture? Be, being the best was what mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, them two releasing. Kind of like UFC. Being, it's kind of just like who's on, who's who's winning, who's on top, who's not losing. Sure. Yeah. But in this case, well, the thing hits. the thing that yeah. really blew that shit up was. Um, their deaths, both of them. Right. You know what I mean. I think after that, it just really fucking exploded. Yeah. Extremely, just blew the fuck up. I think they had a a big contribution, and that's not to mention all the other rappers that 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 happened to. Because a lot of deaths happened during that time. Yeah. And they, I think, um, just because the simple fact that they were talking about their life they live and we're not lying and that yeah <laughs> they could die at any time yeah and not not to mention like 
Tupac's movie career. I mean, have you ever, have you ever seen Juice? No, I haven't. No, I'm like, watch it. <laughs> well, Great we, movie. Well, we watched... Um, what did I make you watch? I made you watch Friday. Yeah, we watched Friday. Yeah. You didn't make me watch it. We totally picked uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you had never seen it. I had it, never seen which it. Which fucking blew me away. Yeah, it's crazy that I had never Dude, seen Friday. Th- it's just called Friday, right? It's not. Yes, just no, Friday. Yeah, yeah. So many lines are just copied, just verbatim <laughs> stolen from that movie. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's referenced all the time. Yeah, I needed to watch it. It's so funny. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Well, okay. I had I had referenced Dazed and Confused for years, and then, and then, oh, man. then you became addicted. Then you understood I, it. I had never seen it before. What year was it? What year? 22? 21? Uh, uh, oh, when did you guys move in? 2020, right? Y- no. 21? Yeah, probably 21. I don't think... 20, 21, yeah. Yes, I remember yeah. now. It was 2021. Because we haven't... There's no way we've been here for four years. Yeah, no, no, no. It was 2021 in the yeah. middle. Like yeah. June, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pull up my song real quick. You're not ready for this. So this is another trio. So, so one thing I want to say, just to kind of end off the hip hop discussion, uh, discussion of getting popular. Um, I suppose it's also that thing of just like the computer. Um, just like just the computer itself made music easier to make and it's a lot easier to make more kind of automated things via computer than it is to like learn an instrument. So yes. Um, I mean, they were, they were doing their things just with tape and, uh, drum machines, man, just doing really simple things and sampling like, and, and before that, just fucking two turntables, man. Yeah. Um, just there's such a huge musical leap. The whole the whole hip hop thing, its whole story. I love it. Um, but I it the computers they they could definitely have something to do with it. But also, even once they got the computers, I guess they were still just doing the same thing. But it was much it, like you said, automated. Uh, it would be quicker with the computer. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's not as labor intensive as finding a sample on a record i mean i guess they're still doing the same thing because they're just uh the record that they want to sample they can just record it directly to the computer so make it makes it so much fucking easier you know what i mean right exactly um so yeah you probably have a good point once yeah, computers yeah, yeah. took over 100 percent. okay so the song yeah, i chose the, yeah what the fuck did you say <laughs> you oh, I, I, wait 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 p- wait I, we didn't write the snare Oh my god! See, see, it's all good. That's all we have to do. Just so okay. I remember what I. Yeah. Please play the beginning again, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, here's your. Oh phone. yeah, give me my phone. Damn it. Um, I can just do that, right? right. Yeah. Rush counterpoints. It's it's a it's an album. In my uh, things. Animate. Yeah. First track. First track. Here we go. That's such a good opening. Yeah, it's, it's fucking kick-ass. Yeah, um, so opening. rating? Yeah. Hmm, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's kind of got uh, kind of like a re- like a drum room reverb, you know? Yeah, It cuts yeah. out pretty quickly, but there's still some resonance. Yeah. Uh, which I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're not into the room sound, then you're not going to like the way that sounds. 100%. If you're not a room sound guy, you're you're gonna be like that. Blows. Oh, dude, I can't help you. <laughs> you're gonna be blown away on this next song. Cause yeah, because all the the cool little things. Anyway, yeah. um, I'll give it an eight. I give it an eight too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Bitching. Okay. Okay. We what rated do you the snare? Yeah. So. All right. What do you got? So I've probably played this record like while you're around, especially in the garage. Um, and, uh, it's great. I found out about this band because I was going to a men I trust concert and they were the opener men I trust was. Okay. And this band was the headliner and I saw the name and I was like, how the fuck do you say this? (laughs) 
first of all. Okay. <laughs> and um, it's the headliner. You know what I mean? So obviously I'm going to stay. It's a beautiful venue. Right. Yeah. Um, out in Bend, Ridgefield, I'm pretty sure is what it was called. Uh-huh. And outside, you get to see water. It's really pretty. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, I'm like, I don't know this headliner. They must be awesome because Men I Trust is touring with them, right? So I look them up, blown away. Fell in love. So here you go. All right. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I thought you had it primed up. No, I. No, I do. Okay. It's playing. Yes. <laughs> okay. was not expecting something like this, I but I like it. Yes. 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 The snare is almost like a bark. It's great. Yeah. That's not so a not, sample, not, is it? Is that a sample? No. Um, okay. Just curious. No, this is a drummer. Uh, it's layered with something for sure. Yeah. He might have something on the snare. Yeah. Um, I have a fun fact about the snare. You ready? Okay, I'm listening. So. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Turn it up. Okay. Here's the snare dry with no layer. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's kind of the dead sound we were talking about from that one guy and just like, fuck that guy, you know? Well, uh, I love the sound of this. Yeah. Uh, and it's not always the same on every song on this record. But for the most part, it, the snare sounds like this. Um, so a fun fact about it, because I know you recently just bought one. It's a piccolo. Oh, okay. No shit. It's a piccolo. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. Interesting. Um... And to get to, so to get the dry sound, this, uh, you know, I don't know if he always does this, but I just saw it on their Tiny Desk concert. Uh, to get that dry sound for the snare, mm -hmm. he's just got a piece of leather. Oh just yeah, just a little cut out of leather, just duct taped on it. Like a like like a snare. wallet. So it's funny that you mentioned that. So because snare uh, guys will do that, they'll put a wallet on their snare drum. So That's a right. Thing. So there's the drummer or like a for uh, Al Green and Booker T and the MGs. So Al Jackson Jr., very famous dude. He would put his wallet on the snare. Yeah. Yep. Didn't yeah, know that. It's common, common thing as a way of. Uh, Getting some of uh, just drier, just dry it up. Right, and that's and that's why I was playing Al Green earlier, and I that's yeah, why I told you exactly. this will come up later. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So those are some fun facts. Yeah. Do you want to let the song play out? Yeah, I just, we can just let it keep going while we talk. Um, um, with all due respect, it's a vibe, but not a whole not a whole lot going on. Just kind of it's so, pretty straight through. Well, yes. Yeah. I, I, so. A lot of their songs are like this. It's just groovy. It's funky, man. And do it's feel-good music. Like, do they jam it live? Okay. So I'm... Like, is how the they record might come up. more straightforward than they are live? Do they kind of no. jam out a little bit? Live? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. They put on a fucking show. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Men I Trust and Crumbin both put on a fantastic show. Yeah. Um... They, oh, after like 45 minutes of playing, they went back and like changed into different, yeah. uh, we'll call them costumes, different outfits, mm -hmm. and played for like another 45 plus. It was fucking awesome. What did they look like? So, it's so funny that you're asking this question. Uh, <laughs> so the I just imagined 70s babes. Kind, yeah, so the, the like hair. Black women when with I afros. First, when I first yeah. saw these people um, with, their, with their hair, uh, minus the drummer. Um, what the jump look like? Uh, just uh, look like a dude. A heavier black dude. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. it. Uh huh. Um, 
I'll, I'll tell you some some cool shit about him. I just imagine bit. like really like wavy arms. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, like, exactly. Yeah. It's feel good music. Like at the show, everyone was just like vibing and moving. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and honestly, a lot of people it's were really just peaceful. talking. Yeah, it's yeah. great background. Like I wouldn't even, I guess background music, but it also is just shit you want to like listen to. It's great uh, party I, music. It, it's great. Yeah, I love it. It's so chill. Uh, the, the whole that whole record is great. Um, it's called uh, Contodo Mundo. And in English, it means with all the world or like with everyone or everybody. I found a bunch of different translations, honestly. But Of the band name? Uh, of the record name. Of the record name. Right. The, the band name is Krungbin. Um, I'll let you look how that's spelt. <laughs> and, what's, and what's the song? Oh. Uh, actually, the song is uh, Evan Finds the Third Room. Okay. Was I expecting look at a th- long title? <laughs> Uh yeah, it's like K H. Yeah, when I when you see that, you're like, how the what how the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, looks said? it looks like a fucking a, a, like a Bjork but, name for a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Iceland. I want shit. you to get a look at that al- album cover. Take your phone back. Okay. So get a good look. Cows. Uh, yep. Great. A, great observation. On a horizon. Mm-hmm. Rural. Con todo el mundo. Spanish. Okay. So, Krungbin, from Houston, Texas. All right. Okay. That record, uh, that record cover, the album cover that you're looking at, mm-hmm. it was shot from the fucking barn they recorded. Oh, that's cool. Uh, might I add that it's not acoustically treated at all. It's <gasps> steel okay. walls. Yeah. Dirt floors. <laughs> Dirt's good. <laughs> Dirt is good. It's not concrete. Uh, yeah, I know. It's not so concrete. Dirt wall or floors. Yeah, dirt walls. Mm-hmm. Or really hay floors. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> yeah. uh, bees buzzing, bugs buzzing. Okay. It, they're, they're, they're out on a farm. Wow. Out on a farm wow. in Burton, Texas. How And big? they have an engineer. How big was the barn? I don't know. Okay. I, I couldn't. Normal, they didn't, they didn't normal mention, bar. They didn't, they, yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't mention any uh, square footage or dimension. Uh, yeah, or just, <laughs> I just imagined the classic front, like the classic. Yeah, the red size. and white barn. Yeah, that's a little beat up. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> just like the they classic just, barn size. Their yeah. engineer Steve Christian would come out with all his gear and mic them up. I'm sure they were doing exactly what you said, just jamming. Yeah, jamming. Uh, they're extremely inspired by '70s Thai funk. I don't know. You've probably never listened to any of that. Yeah. Which is fine. How, but so, if you would look this up, if you like go, go listen to some of that era, like Thai funk music, uh-huh. 70s, yeah. maybe even 80s, uh, you, you'd hear it. You know what I mean? Did they say anything about how they would mic up? Like, Not specifically. Did they all do it in, like t- all together? Did they do it in I separate bet. pieces? I, I'm sure they all just played. As far as for recording the record, maybe but I mean, it doesn't sound it, like that. I, I know not at all i doubt it i mean yeah. if they probably just did exactly what they do at the concerts they just fucking jam do you hear that bass line Bro, yeah girls got groove yeah oh it's a girl girl oh, bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. cool cool all right here so i'll go through some of the names here we go so uh krongbin from houston texas so we got laura lee on bass mark spear on guitar and donald johnson jr or dj on drums uh, you want to know some things about the drummer? Mm-hmm. So, he's been playing since he was seven, and he started playing drums in the gospel church. And then Mark, the guitarist, and DJ met at that church when they were kids, because uh, Mark went to church there. And I think he also, I'm pretty sure he p- played, I don't know what instrument, but he did music there, right? And then they all met each other when Laura was in college, and then they became friends just like naturally essentially nothing happened for three years mm-hmm. no band no nothing and then uh apparently every tuesday after church they'd all go to mark and dj's house they live together mm-hmm. and have burgers three okay. years of this of laura coming over <laughs> okay. and hanging out yeah they eventually somehow made a band <laughs> <laughs> nice and, and here we are i guess that's how bin. it goes i mean yeah yeah and yeah, like I said, recorded in a fucking barn. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll rate the snare now. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bark kind of sound. It was um, at the beginning. It's definitely layered, but there are yeah, parts throughout the song that was, there's nothing. It was. Um, 
I mean, it was completely the opposite of like kind of, um, in a weird way, it's like opposite of the stuff that we've been showing. You know, I've, uh, you know, we've had like kind of tight snares. We've had echoey yes. snares. We've had mushy snares. Uh, you know, context the, really matters for, yeah. for everything, but yeah. for snares this in this particular, I don't know how to describe it other than it's like a kind of short kind of bark. Okay. Um, and that's my only way of like describing it. Um, because it's not mushy, it's, but it's not, uh, yeah, it's really dry. Uh, yes. And I like that it's not necessarily a driving force because it's primarily just a driving force. Or no, I'm sorry, sorry. Not a driving force. It's just to keep the rhythm. Minimal fills. It's just a nice yeah. just drum sound just to keep the rhythm. Yeah. I mean, and the and fucking he, bassist gets yeah. to groove. And he does. He does. And then the guitarist just rips it. He does fills in appropriate places. Right. Yeah. And that song in particular um i not all of their songs have words mm-hmm. so some of them is just them just jamming and then others like there's i couldn't tell you the exact number yeah, but they're, they're it's more, not, yeah they don't they don't always sing on their songs which is nice it's just it's just music and then that one it's kind of like I and mean, that's the bassist on the vocals there oh okay yeah and, um and with her it's kind of like uh like on that track, she barely, it's just kind of the vocals were also part of the kind of percussion in a sense. Right. It's song, just, or part of the melody, rather. It's just something to repeat. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the simplest things to say, I mean, shit, uh, Lil Uzi Vert said all he has to do is say, yeah, on a beat, and he can go platinum. And it's kind of true. <laughs> and she was just saying, yes. You know what I mean? That's actually really brilliant. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All you got to do is. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Um, What do I rate it in context? It's like a fucking nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I guess, just for that song, yeah, fuck it. I'll still give it a nine. For all for other songs, especially on this record, it's just, it's like everything is meant to be. I picked this song in particular because it's not the most popular one. Um, Another song I could have chosen, I I bet you'd like the snare way better mm-hmm. because it, there was definitely like a layer. I don't know if he had something on the snare or if he was hitting something at the same time as the snare, but like I, I turn I I told you to turn it up when there was just the dry snare, yeah, without anything layered on it. Uh, so what do you give it? Um, I don't know why, but I I feel even even with context, I feel give it a low rating. I don't care. I feel low rating. That's fine. I'm I'm just kind of whatever about it. I like in the context of the song, it like works, but it doesn't inspire me. It doesn't make me go the yeah thing. It doesn't make me go yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, for me, it's just kind of a six. That's fine. Yeah. Like I said, this is just feel good music. It um, it's a mid rating because it does its purpose and it doesn't reveal itself. Okay, I like that answer. Yeah, because higher it's just, ratings, it just keep it's it keeps the rhythm. Yeah, higher ratings would be that. Not only does the snare uh, accompany the song, but it also stands out. In On a way. its own? Yeah, and that's what kind of gives it mm. higher ratings, I guess. Okay. That's how I guess we're rating things, kind of. I don't know. It changes every time. Who cares? We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it's interesting because if we weren't us, then that would mean that maybe people the opposite of us would give a snare that's like um, – like not in the mix as much or not mushed in as much within the context, a lower rating. I know. Yes. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Do you want me to just rate it without context? I can do both. No, no, no. I, I think, I think what we're doing is totally fine. I'm just really interested in the idea that, um, that, you know, we could just, to- we could just be totally opposite of somebody. Uh, no, oh, you know? I see. Cause, Cause I like, I, dude, I, I like the band where like the musicians all stand out in a way. You know, even if they're all yeah, so together, this, this band just they all they mesh perfectly. Yeah, and 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 with the Rush trio, it's like guitar, bass, drums. It's like they're all just together. Yeah, and no, so same with Krungman. Yeah, and I think all three of them sing in a completely different way. A hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. But I want to know what you what do you think about that bass though? I like I like the bass. Uh, you know what was really for me is I I think with this track. Um, it for me it was kind of the um just kind of the general ambiance it was more i kind of connected more with the melody 
kind of the the guitar the, just just the more kind of airy kind of feel to the song just the kind of relaxed nature of yeah, it so i wasn't really into the the rhythm section as much they were okay. listen they were holding it down but for whatever reason with that song and that could be different than other tracks on the album whatever for whatever reason with that song i was just kind of like do to do you know what i mean it's just kind huh. of it was lovely it was it had a it had a fresh air kind of oh, feeling to man, it for, for me. me that shit makes me bob my bob my right. head instantly <laughs> yeah that, that that shit is cold yeah you ask me yeah no for sure but, but it's so yeah it, it, let's say for example i heard a snare like this like on a metal track or or like a like a hardcore like a death metal or weird. like like grind it, be, it would have to just be fucking, really loud or some fucking grindcore it'd yeah. be very yeah. interesting yeah. yeah it would just have to be like really like really in your face for it to work i don't know i don't know if it would work <laughs> dry is dry i guess i mean yeah but uh it, it does a it's it's so hard for him, it's hard so, to get a wet but, recording but dude right so, so for then me, it is a drier one there is a lot of a lot of skill and time and effort that goes into playing with the drums as soft as he does. Yeah. Because I know for a lot of drummers and sometimes with you, you just want to go domestic violence on your drums. Have you seen the, You just want to destroy those drums. Have you seen the video of uh, Men I Trust where they're they're playing live in like that garage or something? And they're like on couches. The drummer's like in the back, like kind of on a riser. I think kinda. so. Um, and Emma, Emma's on, like on the left on keyboard? the couch. No, uh, I don't even know anyway, if she does the keyboard at all. No, she she was. <laughs> doing, I know she sings, but yeah, she was doing guitar. I think in that song. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, but Duh. just like uh, like the I think the top comment of that live performance is someone like mocking all their posture they're like great song bad posture oh and they're all just like yeah yeah they're all like hunched over like the drummer is like his neck is like out it's just like like bad posture Uh, but he's playing very lightly right and he's holding it down just like just like what you're showing me right and it there's it's such a skill you really have to put a lot of time into that to play that soft and that fucking good i wish i could play softer i know you just bang on them you take out your anger on those drums even earlier when you were doing rudiments you just you are destroying well, your 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 soft pad i have to hit ac- it working on accents everything's so much more dramatic because you because when you're starting something new nothing has subtlety and so you have to just it's kind of like loud and sloppy but the thing is is like when you're learning a rudiment it's about like consistency like of volume and then once you do that then you start trying to do accents and it's like i have to make and also that pad is just loud as shit i really don't like that pad <laughs> but i bought it i'm gonna use yeah, it just use it I, I, that's why i put a towel over it well no 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 even yeah. when i was just in your room at first i guess you were also going slower and that might have had something to do with it but when you were first showing me you were playing very um <sighs> not loud <laughs> you know right, what i right, mean right, right. uh and you just progressively got louder and louder and louder and then yeah because i was showing you and more then especially the, especially the yeah. faster you went the fucking harder you were hitting and you're just trying to play like you're playing on your snare you know what i mean yeah which i think would be important I, I can play beats softly i can't play like i don't know it just it depends on the context and like what i'm feeling but um, yeah, it's just it's just when you're like learning new shit, it's just hard to play it dynamically or without like it's just like subtlety is difficult when you're learning shit. But uh, boom, done. So you give uh, what was it a six for I DJ? Ga- yeah, I gave it a six. Okay, give it a nine. I, yep. Yeah. Um, nice. With context, I'm giving that a nine. Yeah, for sure. Without, um. Just because I want to say it, maybe like a seven. Mm-hmm. Like oh, you said, it doesn't yeah. like scream at me. Yeah, like I want, by itself. I wonder what we'll but, pick. Yeah, but for me, with with everything meshing together, just the, the groovy ass bass lines, and then the lead guitars just killing it. It's such a, uh, it's like, it's just such a great vibe. It's feel good music for me. I really like in the show already that. Um, um, that I'm kind of doing stuff of different periods of time and you're kind of 
doing um, like more current stuff. And I like that. And I, I like that about this because I don't, I do listen to current stuff, but I don't, it's never like, yeah, it's just, and it, you just show like more like local so, yeah, or just shit I don't listen to. And that's one of the reasons why I really like doing this is um, I get to kind of hear like what, pe- like what's actually kind of going on out there. Right. And it's funny you mention this because most of my favorite shit to listen to is from the time I was born. So like I'd say the decade I was born. So right. 90s and yeah. then early 2000s. Exactly. Easily. My favorite stuff to listen to. And I listen to it a lot, but I also like, I love the new shit that's coming out too. Yeah. And I go on binges of sometimes I'll just strictly listen to old music for a while and then I'll come back. And sometimes I'll, I'll strictly listen to the new stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I get a mesh. It's just how I'm feeling. However I'm feeling that day. Yeah, I'm feeling, um, I was listening to last night, I saw an article um, and it was, um, I don't know, it's just, it caught my eye, but it was, someone had asked Bjork what her favorite album is. And I just thought that was like a question I'd actually never thought to ask her. Of all time? Yeah. And she answered and it was a Joni Mitchell album, but it's a Joni Mitchell album that's kind of slept on. Huh. And so I was listening to it last night at work and um, I don't know, I mean, it was in the... I think this album was in the seventies, later seventies. Okay. But I think what was just re- really interesting is I, I'm like listening to the album and, and Bjork says in her article interview thingy, she's like, yeah, I know like every part of this record I've considered covering it. Um, but I just don't feel like I would do it justice. And so when she said those words, I was Wild. like, that's really interesting. And so I started listening to the album last night. I didn't finish it, but, um, now like listening to it, I'm like, I hear a lot of her influences. Right. Uh, and that's really cool because Joni does some like really cool stuff on that um, that album. And uh, yeah, I I like Joni Mitchell. I kind of uh, uh, yeah, just really great artist. I was actually kind of like going through her shit a little bit, seeing if I could find a song that I know that I like really really like that had a good snare on it. But it's not oh. there's not really that in her music. Um, but that might like be like snares or no, yeah, anything no, that just stands out. I'm just kind of more of just percussion with a good snare in it. But mm. you know, it's kind of like what you showed me. That's it's what I figured in the back dry. Yeah, just keeping rhythm. Um, and a lot of times, like what's really driving the song is her voice I and, see. and her like guitar work. Um, Does she do everything? Uh, no, I don't think she produces. I think I think she just kind of goes in and. Yeah, always works with somebody. Right. I don't think she does it like all herself, but I mean, she's still alive and um, definitely older now. I mean, I, she played at Woodstock, if I recall. Ninety-nine. So, huh? Woodstock ninety-nine. No, 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 no. Like original. recently. No original oh, Woodstock. Oh, Joni Mitchell. Do you know who Joni Mitchell is? I the name sounds familiar. Yes. Um. Put up a pocket. Lot. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Bop, duh. Bop, bop, bop. But, yes. but not the cover, not, not the guy singing it. Right, right. The original. Yes, I know the original. Her, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, just her work. That's why I knew the damn name. I just could no song was coming yeah, I was, to I brain. was looking for a good snare. That wasn't really a good snare. There's this one song, though. Um, the lyrics really, um, I, they really affect me every time I hear it. Where she's like, um, in her album Court and Spark, she has a line that's like, um, Something about like, um, something about, um, something about like a broken heart and just like, um, not being as loving because of it. And I, I don't know something about that, that line. I'm not saying it correctly, but it's like in court and spark and, and that's it resonates with you or does yeah. it, or does it cut? Deep? I like, I, I put it on last night. I was just like, every time that layer comes on, like, <gasps> you know, do you um, relate to that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it, it, it's got some weight. It does. Just oddly has weight. I don't know why. I, I listened to it on my way to work last night. Like I put it on, you know, I was like listening to the album Bjork liked and I listened to like half of that. And then I was like driving home. I'm like, oh, what am I in the mood for? And I was like, oh, fucking put on Joni Mitchell. There's ice and snow outside. It mm-hmm. was just, it was just a moment. And, um, losing someone you love sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not, through death. Yeah, her opening line is like, um, 
She's such a good lyricist. You know what I did last night? I put on chat GPT and I said, and I said, this should be great. And I said, um, (laughs) write me a Joni Mitchell song. Okay, cool. And I would keep doing it. I would say, write me an Incubus song. Write me a Bjork song, whatever I said. Um, And, you know, really strangely enough, it was like, it would be similar of the kinds of word choices they would use but the ai would put their names in the song so if i said oh i said write me take it literally it would it would have an amount of literalness right and what's really interesting is if i then restructured like my question to the ai to make it not do that when i when i tried using language to make it clear to the ai like no that's like not what i want it would still do it so there's something about chat GPT now 3.0 version whatever the fuck that I don't remember this being a thing but they've somehow something changed to where it doesn't it can't exactly just do like what an artist would do it like puts their name in it but that's my experience of like one nine just like kind of fiddling around with it but I just I did it with three different bands and I just thought it was really interesting that every single time it put that person into the song yeah that is weird so it'd be like flowing metal distant on the horizon Joni's heart aches you know what i mean it would always just put their like name in the song for some reason huh yeah it's really weird ai is very interesting yeah all right do we want to keep going and just do a second recording or do we want to stop um i need time okay to pick the, the next song okay and do some research. Okay. Unless I pick a song that I already know a lot about. I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't put any thought into it yet. We'll do it one and done. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. You want to go play some chess? Yeah, we can go play chess. Right. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, please oh, yeah. rate us highly, aka five stars on wherever you're at, and write a review if you could, and just you know tell people about us, and that's it. Snared snared thank you for listening